This is the House of Pop Culture. I am Anthony Donovan. Durwood Murray. Amy Meredith. And Joe Reese. And for the next hour or so, you're going to be hearing nothing but sleigh bells. Just kidding. Ho, 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 ho. What'd you call me? Yo, mama. For the next hour or so, we're going to be talking to your face off about all things pop culture related. Now, guys, it is the most wonderful time of the year. The Tax season? Most Thanksgiving. Wonderful time. No. It's, Comic-Con? It's the holidays. It's the end of the year. It's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Tet, Ramadan. You know, all that good stuff. It's the it's the end of the year, guys. In some places in this country, it snows nowadays. Right, just not here. Mm, thank hey, God. Hey, it rained. Oh, it sure did. God but damn. I had a scarf. Christmas. But the day before it rained, it was like 80 degrees. That's true. true. Yeah, yeah. True. All right, so guys, we're talking about Christmas. It's and, Christmas time. And we're going to tack on a little 2018 year in review. The longest year in recorded history. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a rough one, but there's been some good things too. Uh, yeah, like the return of the House of Pop Culture. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> um, so, Boo. but we're gonna start off with Christmas. Now, I gave you guys some homework. Uh, I asked you to list your five Christmas must viewing things, things you must see at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and then I asked you for your five favorite Christmas songs. Yep. Now, I'm gonna start with Durwood. Why do you say that that's, with such trepidation? That that sounds provisional. Because we're going to set a time limit on how long we can argue about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie on this. All right, look. Should we just get this out of the way now? We or? should. Look, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Honestly, it's not on my list of must-sees for, oh, for Christmas, Because yeah. well, he watches it year-round. Well, and, and here's the thing. Also, my must-sees are not, they're not movies. Oh, okay. So, well, and I take and it I, back. But I will say, though, my and if people want to consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, that is fine. I don't care. But for me personally, I don't consider it one because for me, a couple criteria for a Christmas movie is it's weird to watch it not around Christmas. Okay. Christmas has to be a central character to it. That could be a New Year's party that they're at. That could just be some random party that they're having that the building's empty. Well, no, and, and as we all know, the seminal New Year's movie is the Poseidon Adventure. But what I'm saying is, in Die Hard, you switch out Christmas with New Year's or oh, end of year. I or, also read an article that said you could do the same thing with Home Alone. That Home Alone should yeah. not be considered a Christmas movie because you could change but, but, it to summer vacation. But you can't. But there's a lot more elements of Christmas in Home Alone that, other than. I have a machine gun now, ho, 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 and it's the reason that people are there, and he buys it. And I think also there's a um, – and so those are really my main criteria. So, And I think that's why I don't consider – it's a Christmas time movie. It takes place during Christmas time, but it's – so there are quite a few movies that are Christmas time movies that I don't consider Christmas movies, but I'll gotcha. watch the hell out of them. We've already Joe, lost three minutes of this. Joe, you ignorant slut. <laughs> No, actually, I I agree with you with everything you just said. Um, the one point I will make is that and it's a re- that, right? I want to say year in review 2018. I got Durward to agree with me about Die Hard, and it hasn't been. I don't think we've mentioned this on a podcast, but he agreed with me at dinner one night before seeing Anthony in Next to Normal about time travel and Prisoner of Azkaban. All right, that's that's besides the point. Anyway. Christmas. I think what... Stay the course. What needs to be mentioned, though, is that It's a Wonderful Life is bullshit. Now, moving on. Okay, so well, then I'm not going to start with you. <laughs> You've lost your starting privileges. Fair enough. No, no. I'll, go ahead, Derwood. We'll start with you. With must views? Must Happy views. holidays, pal. All right. <laughs> Get a... So- Strong. You know what? Strong. <laughs> Don't you just fuck changed, it up. You just changed my number five. Okay. 
because my must view and it's 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 painful because I don't get to choose when I view it. I have to hope that it comes on. But it makes me happy every time I see it. What? It is the Fruity Pebbles commercial. The Christmas Fruity Pebbles commercial with Fred and Barney. Because look, oh. it's always oh. it's always yeah. Barney trying to get those Fruity Pebbles and Fred's like, Barney! It's <laughs> But in the Christmas one, he shares his Fruity Pebble. <laughs> it's the fucking spirit of the holidays I'm, and he shares I'm, his Fruity Pebbles with him. I'm a, and he's like, Merry Christmas, pal. He says, oh, Happy thanks, Holidays, Fred. pal. Whatever. And it, he says, Oh, Fred. Yeah. And it, look. Oh, Fred. It gets me obviously right in the feelings, and that is Christmas to me. God damn it! So cereal? yes, cereal is Christmas. To that you? commercial and that feeling of happiness and sharing and don't, friendship. That's lovely, Derwood. Don't discount Thank cereal. Cereal lovely. is fucking awesome. Thank you. So yes, that commercial, the Fruity Pebbles commercial. You leave him alone. That's Thank lovely. You. Number five. Go. Of things I must see. Yes. Okay. Uh, You're are, up. are we going in in, in order? Well, yeah. we're going to. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this is not a movie or a TV special. It's just something that I tend to see around this time of year that I absolutely love. Bad Santa photos is my number five. (laughs) And uh, listeners, I am so sad that I cannot share with you the Christmas photo from last year with sound engineer Joey's two oldest children (laughs) screaming in absolute horror. It's in my wallet right now. It's glorious. That that is yeah no that was yeah that was my contact picture in my phone for your wife for I don't know how long. <laughs> it, it it almost looks staged. It's so good. You would I mean, think sin is the abominable snowman. Like it was just and and, and it's just it was it, I mean that one is like the 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 pièce de résistance. But there are so many good bad well, Santa and, photos and it's out there. And having been seeing a lot more of Santa's in the last, you know, five, six years. Oh, where yeah. You and Santa have been hanging out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there's some really good ones out there that, you know, look very warm and inviting and yeah. nice. Yeah, sober. Then there, and then there are Get just... Get that jolly old dick. Then there are creepy ones. And it's one of those... It's just like... The, like, I remember one year one looked like freaking, like, Pope Benedict, you know, with a beard. <laughs> and I was just all like, yeah, you're kind of frightening my children. And... But, like, then there's, you know, nice work. Thankfully, I, all the ones we've been to, like, I, I always hate the fake beard ones because it's like, yeah, just find an old fat dude with a real beard. Yeah. Like, you got 11 months out of the year to shave it and then grow it back for one month for good money. <laughs> it's true. Grow a goddamn beard. My, my favorite uh, Christmas, well, one of these photos is, is actually of me and my brother in the late 70s. Uh, they put us on this, I'm going to say, Mall Santa. But <laughs> the way this guy looked, have y'all ever seen the movie Mulholland Drive? Yes. <laughs> you remember the scene behind Winkies and the dumpster? Yeah, yikes. Yeah, that guy would have been skeeved out by this Santa. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this dude looked like a crackhead that they just put a beard on. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, but it, bad Santa photos. That's what it's all about for all me. All right. Well, I'm going to go TV special with... The Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. Oh. Mickey's Christmas Carol, I 1983. Mickey's that's, Christmas Carol. That's my third favorite Christmas Carol. Because I, my favorite is the with 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 potassium with yogurt. That's like the best. <laughs> it's so good. But I have to watch that every year. I love it. Although uh, when I watched Joe's daughters, uh, they had an obsession last year with that the Netflix the Mickey. Oh, Once Upon a Christmas or yeah, Twice Upon Snow a Christmas? Yeah, Snow Mickey is what they would always... Eh. Snow Mickey. Want to watch yeah. Snow Mickey? 
That drove me yeah, insane. It's, it's coming back, yeah. But that was the first place. theatrical cartoon produced of Mickey Mouse in over 30 years at the time. Wow. Oh. I love it. I, I just love that one. Yeah. Joe? So all my other ones are, you know, full-length theatrical movies. This one is because I had to pick something Muppet-related. And um, Muppet Christmas Carol is my second favorite Christmas Carol. So, and I already had a Christmas Carol adaptation on my list. Mm-hmm. So what I had to go with, and it was really hard, but this one was because it, and Joey's giving me a death stare because I'm not going to pick the one he's going to say, which I love, and I love greatly, and I want to see it in theaters when it's re-released, um, is, uh, but mine is because it encompasses all Henson, and it's a Muppet Family Christmas. See, here's the thing. I would have put that one on my top five, but I didn't see that until I was an adult. I probably I probably saw it when I was younger, but yeah, I and don't, I was I, I was a I was obsessed with the Muppets when I was a kid. That would have rocked my fucking fact world had I seen it back then. Everything Henson. I mean, it, right? Well, okay, I don't think they um, bring in Dark Crystal, but um, <laughs> Merry Christmas from the Skeksai. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is amazing, and it's only it's like less than an hour long. But with how much they fit in there, is pretty amazing. I'm gonna be talking about this later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Durwood. Uh, my number four is uh, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the, huh, the old school, classic. yeah, yeah uh, uh, claymation one. That it's yeah, it's to there's me, a, there's some talk going around about that one here lately. What kind of talk? Is it racist? Did it turn out to be racist? I don't know. Well, or did it, it, I heard did it, was it like harass a woman, bullying or something, something like that. They were bullying, but him. that's I know. yeah, but that's the point. That's, but, that's, that, that, that he overcomes it and he's all yeah, like, "Fuck you, bitches." Look, yes, bullying is wrong. Look, Learning how to deal with bullies is great. I can't get on my. I was on my soapbox earlier today on Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> More of that to come. When um, it was funny when we were um, we were actually um at the mall on Black Friday. That was a brilliant idea. But there's no line for mall Santas that day, even though we made an appointment. But uh, we were getting somewhere in Macy's, and uh, after I found parking, and brought Rowan, and she had this little puppet that was like a reindeer. And she kept calling it Rudolph. I'm like, is that Rudolph? She's like, yeah. I'm like, so Rudolph the not red-nosed reindeer, he didn't have a shiny – like, I had to make this whole song of it. Like, and he was involved in all the other reindeer games. <laughs> no, I love that one. Classic. Yeah. I love, all, I love all the yeah. stop yeah. Well, it, it feels uh, like It feels like Christmas to me. According to a poll that came out Wednesday morning, uh, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer was voted most beloved Christmas movie with an 83% of participants finding it favorable. So apparently it's only a small amount of people who find it seriously problematic. Well, They're it, wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. Anthony? Uh, let's see. My next one is going to be... Uh, a Wu-Tang Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Again, it is it is not a, a Christmas movie or a TV special. It's just something I really love to see. Um, Christmas lights, specifically. I love Christmas. Christmas lights at Disneyland. Oh, I'm my a sucker Lord. for Disneyland, and they the do holiday Christmas magic right. Is real. Oh, we were just we we're just there. It's so it romantic yep. and so sweet and so just. I mean, it's so beautifully done. And if you have a chance to go to any Disney park during the holidays, you should definitely. And do it that. snows on Main Street. Real, real yep. talk on my list was <laughs> honorable mention. The joy on the faces of international travelers at Disneyland for the first time during Christmas. Totally, yeah. Because uh, uh, imagine how amazing we think it is. People who are who are here not all the time in this country, and this is the impression they get being at Disneyland. That's uh, oh man, the look on their faces is it's it's inspiring. But you also know my love of tacky Christmas lights. 
just the more the better on houses. I, I don't think I you can put a, a I don't think you can put enough Christmas lights on houses. It's just not possible for me. I try to go bigger and better every year. Yeah, well, I mean, just the facade of It's a Small World alone during the holiday, there are more than 60,000 LED Christmas lights on it. And this year, nearly 300,000 miniature LEDs sparkle within the trees and hedges outside the attraction. Oh, wow. Nice. Like We're going next week. I can't wait. It's a lot. It's Holiday magic. Um, My next one, movie, uh, would be Scrooged. That's, uh, my, that's a good that's one. That's my number three. That's my favorite <laughs> Christmas Carol adaptation. I love Scrooge. Uh, it's it's a really good movie. Oh my God, Bill Murray's so good. And Under, Carol underrated. Kane is like my the Carol Kane is oh, what makes is that amazing. for me amazing. Yeah, when she hits him with a toaster, that that's the Christmas <laughs> feels for me. No, that's a great well, movie. And it's, yes. I mean, and it it goes into the Richard Donner because he directed. But then you yeah. see so many um, people in different Richard Donner movies that are in all these other yep. ones that is great and you know has Mama Fratelli in it and I yeah. love I love Scrooge. I think that one is so funny. Joe? Uh my number four is a classic White Christmas. Oh I have to I have to watch it every year and Why gotta be a white Christmas? <laughs> Because there's snow oh, and okay. snow is white. Ah, uh, my favorite nineties reggae dance hall rapper. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Oh. Informer. You know, Stop it. Stay the course. Christmas. And I think one of my Christmas. favorite things, though, is and it is how White Christmas, the song White Christmas, was not originally in. It was originally in Holiday Inn, like mm-hmm. 15 years before. But Which is also considered a, holiday, a Christmas movie, but I'm like, no, it encompasses all the holidays, so I don't consider it a Christmas movie. Hmm. Derwood? Uh, this one is another uh, traditional one. It's the uh, the the Grinch who stole Christmas, the original cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before Jim Carrey did that the adaptation. That was an for me. Yeah, that again to me feels like yeah. Christmas. We're we're all we're talking about my childhood now, and we're talking about being out of school for Christmas break and just those days leading up to Christmas and counting down the days and just when you knew that it was coming and just. Aww. Having the family around yeah. and yeah, the, it's just happy memories. Right? I like it. Boris Karloff, though. Yeah, and and I love because um, we take the girls to see Grinch at the Globe every year, and but we watch it right beforehand. And I think Ro has like an unhealthy obsession with the Grinch. <laughs> like she's all about the Grinch. I'm here and, for that. Hell surprise. And um, <laughs> and so when we saw it this year, we're sitting there, and every time we're at the Globe throughout the year she's all like mr grinch we're like it's not here yet it's july um <laughs> but then like we're sitting there and we're like really close up and it starts and she's like trying to burrow underneath my arm like she's scared she's like, it's scary i'm like no stop. there are people behind us come on the grinch comes out and she's like bouncing in her seat i'm all like <laughs> she's afraid of the who's from whoville <laughs> pretty much i think or or old max or something but something like that but it's all about the Grinch. I know it's not a popular opinion, but I got mad love for the 2000 Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. There's some funny moments in that thing. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen I it. fell it's, asleep during it. It's really funny. <laughs> There's some funny moments. You two still living? We still say that. Don't touch me there. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. You're up. Oh, I am. Okay. All right. Now we're going to come to my first movie. Oh. And actually, I think it's the only. Should like, we do a drum roll? Proper film. on my, it, it is. It is the only proper film on my list of Christmas must-sees. And that is 
the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode of Santa Claus, the Mexican Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Yes. God. Through my yes. friendship with Anthony, I have been privy to see this, uh-huh. and it is it is amazing. That it's is, a work good. of genius. That's good. Yeah. It's the story of Lupita. <laughs> the little girl who wants a dolly for Christmas, but her family is too poor. Wait, is that also the one where uh, they do <laughs> Santa, like, no, that was a cartoon where they're like, whoa, Santa, I can't. No, Rudolph, oh, I need, need you. you. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, the Riff Tracks did an animated Christmas thing later, but this was this is a great, uh, well, I won't call it great. It's a great episode of the show. Yeah. It's not a great movie, but uh, yeah, it's the story of a little girl who wants a doll for Christmas, but her family is poor, and so the devil makes a deal with her because that's the next logical step to Toys R Us is you seek out, you know, the dark prince to bring you the uh, the, the toy that you want. And um, it's equal parts terrifying and hilarious. And it just, I oh, love it so much. I want to see that again. Um, stepping away from movies and such, my next one, even though I would never wear one, I love seeing ugly Christmas sweaters. <laughs> I, I take issue with ugly Christmas sweaters. I love them. That, I prefer actually, ugly Christmas Joe, people. Joe, that is not an ugly Christmas sweater. It's that, in the style of an true. ugly, ugly Here's Christmas Here's the thing sweater. about ugly like, the Christmas more, sweaters. Like, there was one the other day where uh, Suzanne and I were out, and like one of them had like a little attached elf doll, so it looked like your head was on the doll. Like... The more ridiculous, I, l- I would never wear I one. Think there, I think there's a fine line. Like, I love them, but then there's sometimes like... You're just trying too hard. Like, like oh. once you once you go over a certain don't line, don't think you can go over a certain line. You, but I'm not talking ridiculous. There's just a certain thing where it's just like, no, you're just really trying too hard. It's not over the top. It's well, just and, not and done well. Now there's well. like t-shirts that look like ugly Christmas sweaters, and that's like, come that's on. cheating. Ugly yeah. Christmas sweaters are the product of a hipster generation. Ugly Christmas Which were well sweaters before hipsters were around. Right, but, but ugly Christmas sweaters are not something that you can buy at Macy's today. Right. That is something that has been manufactured. Your grandmama wore them unironically. Thank you. Yeah. An ugly Christmas sweater was a gift that was given to you by an aunt that you love but you can't bear to actually wear in the light of day <laughs> unless she is around. And you'll keep it for her memory because she's now passed but that thing is sinful to actually wear. That thing came from 1973 at least. You're not finding an ugly Christmas sweater now. Ugly Christmas sweater parties that are happening now where people are going to the mall to find an ugly Christmas sweater can go fuck themselves. Wow. I haven't seen an authentic ugly Christmas sweater in about 25 years. You gotta go to the thrift stores. Yeah, yeah. Since, since about the time. That and you might be able to find one there. Yeah, you gotta go to thrift wait, stores. Wait, wait, nowadays, wait, should hipsters glom on to more ugly Christmas sweaters or Die Hard as a Christmas movie? Oh, damn it, Joe. You just, why, we, why, why how, you gotta, why you gotta poke the bear? We did our three minutes. Why you gotta poke I, the bear, Joe? Because that's what I do. God damn. Why you gotta do it? Just ignore him. Joe, what's your next oh, my one? Next, so my next one, <laughs> well, my number three was Scrooged. So. There you go. Durwood. All right. Um, my number two is. Or number three. Three? What are you talking oh, about? You, oh, you started. You started. I started. That's yeah. right. We start. I started number three. Okay. Go. Anyway. So um, you start the number two. Uh, favorite thing to watch. My mother decorating the house for Christmas. Oh, damn it, man! Mm-hmm. She used to take. Her- she used to take great joy in it. I great pride. Heartstrings. I can remember there was one year she spent weeks taking a needle and thread and threading popcorn kernels. And she, it took her weeks because your trifling ass kept eating it. Probably. It took her weeks 
because she needed a string that was long enough to go all the way around the tree, like garland. And when it, it was the most beautiful thing in the world. She did it once, held on to it, and we had it for years. After she passed, I tried doing it to put it on a tree. Couldn't couldn't get past a foot, honestly. Just Aww. thinking about her. But yeah, I that will always be in my mind. Did just, you get, did you get a tree for your new place? My life's mission is now to make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> did you get a tree for your new place? Uh, no. Uh, but yeah, it was um, just the, the image of her just sitting on the couch just every night, just taking the time to just thread these popcorn kernels. It, yeah. One of my favorite things in the world, and I'll, I'll never lose that memory. Got a tear. <laughs> Your turn, Anthony. Oh, God damn it. You're welcome. <laughs> now I'm coming with my bullshit. <laughs> it's a Track Squad Christmas album, isn't it? <laughs> well, this just seems trite. <laughs> my number two uh, is watching Durwood's mom make a Christmas <laughs> string out of popcorn <laughs> to put on the tree. Sorry. Uh, it's actually the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade, uh, which comes on every year. Uh, and I really enjoy it for a number of reasons, because I think it it's it was always fun to watch growing up because we went to Disney World when I was a kid. But it was just the coolest way to see what they did at the holidays. And when I was 18 and I lived in Florida at that point, and I was working on the Mickey Mouse Club. And, you know, my mom and I went to Walt Disney World on Christmas Day. And we were like, wow, this is nothing like what we saw on television. <laughs> <laughs> they filmed everything three weeks ago. Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan is here and she's a stone cold bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, but on TV, it would be this great, you know, like there'd be performances and cool floats and things like that. And it was a great way. Like, it was just something I always looked forward to doing after opening my presents was watching that parade. Lovely. Um, mine is going to seem a little weird because it happens at Thanksgiving, but it ushers in to Christmas. Elvis it counts. counts. Yes. Um, is during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade when they do the Broadway performances and at the end it's always the Rockettes mm. and the Rockettes always yeah, do something to a Christmas first it it you, it still does I usually get teared up watching it because I always wanted to be a Rockette but I'm, I was too short I was never going to be a Rockette but I that's when I know Christmas is right ready to go is when I see the Rockettes do their performance during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade I love it I wait for it every year valid yeah I approve Joe my number two is the second greatest Christmas movie ever made, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. <laughs> that was my honorable mention. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, there are so many points throughout that that are just brilliant and that are like the fact that I can say I'm going full Griswold on my house <laughs> and you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. And it's not a dirty sex thing. Like, it's not like a trolley ride. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it is. There's so many great moments. And, and when you watch it and then you're like, okay, oh, my God, I forgot about this part. I forgot about this part. Because there's so many great yep. moments that are just now classic and ingrained in our lives in the holiday time period. I love that movie so much. Shitter was full. <laughs> I, I still only hear that in your voice. Because <laughs> you quote it all the time. You, re- you envisioned me as Randy Quaid? Frequently. Number one, Durwood. Uh, uh, number one, again, uh, traditional, probably a little bit trite, a little bit corny, but special for me. Uh, Charlie Brown, Christmas special. Aww. Peanuts. 
And I, I know they go on to discuss what they say is the real meaning of Christmas. That actually means very little to me. It's mostly about the music, and it was just remembering that uh, we watched that as a family. Right. Yeah, uh, it was no, the one thing my dad actually always knew when that was coming on. And it was just like the, the one, it's one of the few times I remember him actually being human because he would be excited, <laughs> fucking a grown man excited about Charlie Brown coming on. And I was just like, oh, and we would all watch it together, and it was great. Good times. That's lovely. Anthony? Um, good call on that one. No. I'm actually really surprised that no one's brought this up because it's probably everyone's number one. Um, for me, except for Durwood. I mean, one of the first things I loved at Christmas, I still love to this day, and it's not really Christmas until I watch Emmett Otter's Jugman Christmas. <laughs> that that is why I that's why I had really. Did you think you were going to be the only motherfucker in this room? Gonna say <laughs> that? Did, did you not listen to my beginning that's, of that's the Muppets one that I said that I would? I'm not saying one that I know that is on Joey's list. Mm-hmm. He's pointing it out to you. Uh-huh. That's fine. That's fine. So that's- I just want to point out for the record, I was watching that before any of you were born. <laughs> I've only that's ever fine. seen it once. Um, my number one should be obvious to you, the Nutcracker. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is, it is yes. not Christmas to me until I watch. Not that recent movie. No, not the movie. The actual ballet. We only care about the one realm. Right. Yeah. It was very not good. It was okay. It was very not good. They should have. I don't know why they didn't use the music more. I mean, for God's sake, you have the score right there for you. But anyway. It's, and it's public domain. Right. Like, you don't have to pay for rights. I, it is not Christmas in t- to me until I watch The Nutcracker. And I love it. It's so beautiful. It is my favorite ballet. It is one of my favorite pieces of music as well. Joke. Better than Swan Lake? It, to me, yes. Because I have so much... Because I did it every year yeah. growing up, so I have so much emotion. I only did Swan Lake once. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is Love Actually. Also on my list. And I have to watch it Valid. every year. And I, I will say the one downside to Love Actually is the amount of movies that came out afterwards that tried to do that it's vaguely all these vaguely interlocking stories that are around a holiday yeah that yeah. were uh, yeah. bullshit and sucked it just did so well and i just loved that movie i remember when it came Love out it. i really loved that movie and it was one of my favorites but Actually, i was also i was also happily married when that movie came out yeah. saying i haven't seen it since uh, <laughs> I, but but there's I'm all told but, it holds up and and, and there's some, and there's some great and there's some great things about it you know the great love stories and people coming together there's also some some really shitty things but you know when you think about um and it's funny because going back to also our harry potter discussion and how with um alan rickman i and i don't think snape would have as much people loving snape as much if it was not for alan rickman agreed his character is a shit in love actually like he's basically cheating on emma thompson yes and Spoiler alert! Fuck that. Fifteen years old. <laughs> Seriously. And so it's what, but you kind of feel sympathy for him because he's Alan fucking Rickman. Yep. And then also Andrew Lincoln and basically his role where he's kind of in love with his best friend's now wife. Yep. And there's that kind of shitty thing. But there's lots of other great like seeing Liam Neeson when he's not an action star is wonderful. Where he's just a <laughs> right. loving. He gets step- to keep dad. his kid. He knows where his kid is yeah. at all times, and he ends up with Claudia Schiffer, right? Yeah. And, That's yeah. a, and and the amount of people, and it's like the amount of people that are 
in that movie. And sometimes just look, Rowan Atkinson is so brilliant in that movie. One last flourish. It's like, in the quickest of time. (laughs) Well, kids, good job. I'm Uh, proud of myself. All right. Quickly, quickly with the songs. I got a lot of honorable mentions, but all right. You may not get to all of them. (sighs) Damn it. All right. Is we going round robin? Yeah. Five songs? Uh, yep. Let's start Let's start with Joe this time. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, that was my number five. My number five. Christmas, Christmas time Oh, is my here. God, Joe. Yes, the Chipmunk song. I, I love, love that. it. I love I, it. For years, oh, when I had, wait, for years, when I had a working um, record player. Love it. I would have to put that on, on vinyl. The day after Christmas and just blare it. Love the it. day after Christmas? I mean, Thanksgiving. Oh. No. <laughs> try try working in a diner with a jukebox at the front of the restaurant where that song's on there during a holiday season. I found out a coworker once was afraid of the chipmunks. Not didn't like the chipmunks. <laughs> afraid of the chipmunks. So one day I changed sure. her computer theme to the chipmunks and then it started when she started I up her computer I have questions no we don't have time for yeah. your questions <laughs> we're gonna we're was gonna she, talk after this was she an acorn alright <laughs> um, and this is before the atrocity the other chipmunk movies came out Durwood number five Blue Christmas Elvis Presley oh good choice oh, yeah thank you he's the king and what he knows he knows a lot about ham radio <laughs> Anthony. The ham radio. Anyway. Um, I love Christmas music. I don't care if you don't, listeners. I, I all year, I every year I just hear people going on about how much they hate Christmas music and they hate their, I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. Let the rest of us enjoy it. I love Christmas music. So it was really hard to narrow it down to five. Yeah, but I decided yeah. to pick five songs that I look forward to every year in the hair from all different genres. So this first one's going to sound a little weird because I only heard it for the first time two years ago. And it's dumb as shit, but I really it's like so it. It's so good. <laughs> George Strait, Christmas Cookies. Now, I don't know that one. It, it's, it's so it, it, good. He's to usher, do like them Christmas cookies, cookies sugar. sugar. I and love it's, it so And it's about much. how he likes to eat Christmas cookies and how his wife makes them and I puts little sprinkly things. Oh, it's, you it's, put those little sprinkly it's things It's kind of delightful. Top. And then at the end of the song, he's just like, you know, and, you know, when she puts them in the oven, I get 15 minutes of kissing and, and 50 minutes of hugging. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, oh, it's a song about baked goods so he and his wife can fuck in the kitchen. I just, I was just listening to it in the car. Um... Yeah, and, and it's just it's a delightful song. So he can song. stick it, some cookies in her oven? Exactly. Pretty it much. Makes, it makes me smile. I love it. <laughs> okay. My number five is Mr. Heat Miser, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Oh, so good. <laughs> uh, that is a really so good one. So good. <laughs> yeah, that's a really it. good one. If you don't know that one, definitely go seek that one out. It's a good one. Joe, what you got? Christmas, baby, please come home by Darlene Love. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. This is what I like about Christmas songs. You have to say who it's by. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. You get, and and where I will put <laughs> yeah, like somebody's gonna think when you say Last Christmas, they mean Jimmy Eat World. Like no. And um, <laughs> the great thing and why I believe Lethal Weapon is a superior Christmas movie to Die Hard is because Darlene Love plays Mrs. Murtaugh. So the fact that they're she representing do, with Darlene motherfucking Love, she do though. Good job. Yeah. They're bringing the Christmas. I, and straight up, if you don't know who Darlene Love is and you're listening to this podcast, pause, 
find out who she is on YouTube, then come back to us. And give us money on Patreon. Yes. Go Derwood. <laughs> Number four, at me, baby, it's cold outside, Brian Setzer and Anne Margaret. Oh. And mainly because Anne Margaret's on it. I love I that love. song. Right. I, I think we've covered it before. I mm-hmm. love that song. But... Can we just quickly talk about Baby It's Cold Outside? I was just on my soapbox about this you, this morning. You were. You were. <laughs> you know, and uh, here, here's what it comes down to as far as I'm concerned. In context, the song is not about what most people today think it's about. At best, it is an antiquated mating ritual. And, you know, it, it has aged badly. And once you explain it, you see that it's not what it comes off as now. However, for me, I think if it needs an explanation in order to not come off that way, it's probably better left in the past. I don't think it needs an explanation. Okay. All right. I I have always maintained that it's empowering, that she is firmly in control of that situation. She ain't the one that's begging. No, and I I absolutely agree with you, Amy. I absolutely agree with you, Anthony. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just think that at some point, when you're a dude, you got to realize she ain't trying to catch a D. And it's time to move on. I don't think that's what's happening, though. I think she's teasing him. I think she's in control of that situation. I don't think that's happening either. I think she's going to get that dick. Well, yes. But the problem is this is 1944, and women didn't have sexual agency back then. Right. And, it was... and that's the main problem, if you right. ask yes. me. She, yeah. But that's my thing. I like it. But what I don't like is being preached at. Well, yeah, and for me, it's a, it's kind of a shitty song anyway. But, I love that you know. uh, Brian Setzer and Ann uh, Margaret singing it, Buster though. Buster Poindexter and Sigourney Weaver. Doing a version. Yeah, I remember that well, version. Well, how do we feel about the Lady Gaga, Joseph Gordon-Levitt version where it was gender swapped? <sighs> um, I also like the, what is it, the jukebox thing? Postmodern jukebox? Yeah, they do one where it's just a woman singing in the man's version. Uh, he's tap dancing. And I love mm-hmm. the fact that he's literally tap dancing. It's like. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. All right, you're up. No, uh, oh wait. No, I just. Uh, oh, yeah. you, oh, you did, baby. So, Sorry, yeah. I just knew that was a song you loved. Yes. So I thought that was you. Yes. Okay. Uh, so now we're gonna. This is a funny Christmas song that I absolutely love. Um, and it's by a duo named Paul and Storm. And I it's thought called, this was the one you were going with. And the it's first called time? Grandma's Christmas Dinner. And it's sort of like a modern day equivalent to Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, except in this one, Grandma accidentally cooks the dog for Christmas dinner. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. It is one of the funniest songs. And it's really, really funny. And thank you, Riff Tracks, for putting this on their pre-show, because that's how I discovered it. But Paul and Storm, absolutely seek it out. It's called Grandma's Christmas Dinner, and it cracks me up. Oh, it's so funny. Um, My number four is Happy Christmas, Uh, War is Over. There are several that I like. Um, I like the original, John Lennon, um, but I also like Melissa Etheridge. Uh, she does a cover, and I enjoy her mm. cover as well. So I will go either one of those. You can toss them up in the air, but both, I yeah, I'm a big, big fan of that song. Joe. My number three is a song called Christmas is All Around Us by Billy Mack. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a song from Love, Love Actually. Actually. Oh, okay. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. You have to squeeze Christmas. It yeah, oh, it's like, so this funny. Is all around us. Yeah, so no, I, I, I love And every, every time as, as we're approaching Christmas, usually around like mid-October, I'll like sometimes just get that stuck in my head <laughs> and just can't wait until I can watch it repeatedly. Durwood. All right, so this starts the... 
the must-haves for Christmas, even over the movies and the TV shows. These songs are what Christmas is to me. Uh, number three, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by the Jackson Five. I have, I actually have issues with that song. Because it's, what, what are you going to ruin your child with? Mom's an adulteress or that there's no Santa Claus? Those are your two options. Personally, I just enjoy that one of the greatest, most beloved Christmas albums of all time was created by a family who didn't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses. It's a catchy tune. I saw Mommy but killing Santa song. Claus. <laughs> It's, but I Joe do, is also right. But I do like the song. But it's, when we're talking about problematic Christmas songs, it's like, okay, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. All right, Mommy's cheating on Daddy. But at the end of the song, but it's he Santa clearly Claus. discovers that it's Daddy in disguise, so it's just cosplay. So if anything, he's scarred by their kink. <laughs> That's the third option. Which, right. again, is a natural part of Christmas for most people. God. It happened to me. It can happen to anybody. Whoa. Anthony. <laughs> okay, that's another story we're going to have to hear about. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're moving on to another song that I absolutely love. It is a more Christmas uh, gospel song. And uh, the first version I heard of it was by uh, Anne Murray, uh, and it's called Go Tell It on the Mountain. Oh. And then I heard Kelly Price's version of it, mm. which is this blazing funky guitar shredding gospel that just I get ugly in the car when you I play, have to. I feel bad for anyone who pulls up next to me at the red light because I am having service in my Prius <laughs> when this track comes on the, the doors are like bending outward from the bass because Kelly Price just spits fire on this mm. vocal and mm-hmm. it's just it, it is like yeah if that was church I'd go every day Mm, yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's what church should be. It's pretty amazing. Uh, my next one would be Sleigh Ride by Debbie Gibson. Fucking love her version. <laughs> Why are you giving me a look? We're talking about Electric Youth, yeah. Debbie oh, Gibson? Yeah, and it's exactly what you're thinking, and it's amazing. Her version of Sleigh Ride is the version of Sleigh Ride. Yeah. It just... <laughs> I don't care, Joey. I'm gonna, Joey's giving me a look. I'm going to need a, 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 a clacker. A lot of Slight convincing. Nod look. Did you just call it a fucking clacker? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. We When we listen to it in the car, Anthony and I, we just bounce the entire time. You feel like you're in that sleigh with her. It's great. <laughs> what? You feel like you're in that sleigh with her. Uh-huh. Having a sleigh ride. You could right. probably hire her to be in a sleigh ride, you know. <laughs> Damn. Joe, you're number two. My number two, White Christmas. I just love that song. Um, just the original. The original? Yeah. Nice. Actually, that whole album is, is like a, a similar yeah. classic. You know? That's lovely. Durwood. My number two, What Christmas Means to Me, Stevie Wonder. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Good choice. Good I choice. wish people would stop doing covers of that. Uh, like, agreed. Like Stevie did it. We're uh, good. Yeah. I don't mind CeeLo Green's version. He has a pretty good cover. Uh, I'm just saying, though. Unnecessary. Yeah. Mo- most of these songs do not need covers. It's not like we're going to lose these recordings. That's <laughs> true. But that, but that's every recording artist um, thing is you have to have a Christmas album. Yeah. So there's only so many. It's good money. Yeah. Anthony. I know. That's why Marilyn Manson does my favorite Christmas album. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Number two. 
Uh, this is another one. I, for some reason, because like I'm not a religious person, but you know, to me, all the best Christmas songs are the churchy ones. I'm sorry, they're just that they're, they're my top three are all religious songs. Uh, and this one, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Yeah, no. Uh, this particular version has been done many, many times, but this th- th- this song has been done many times. But this version is my absolute favorite, and that is Whitney Houston's "Joy to the World." Ah, it's from good. the Preacher's Wife soundtrack. Ah, yeah. And I, I, to me, this was this was this is when I feel the loss of Whitney Houston the most because. Honestly, she was a joke towards the end of her life. Unfortunately. Artistically and commercially. Unfortunately. This was when she was at her peak for me. Mm -hmm. Because she was a little more mature, and she just went out there and and did this. We had church. I mean, it was just the purest, most honest expression of the music she was raised on. And what what story that I love is that when they were filming the scene where they were performing it in the movie, Penny Marshall directed The Preacher's Wife. And they were doing different takes and stuff like that. And they did this one live. And they got the shot. And Penny called cut. And nobody listened. They all kept going. Uh, because the spirit was so strong yeah, in the church, yeah. they could not help themselves. And you understand where that, that energy is coming from when you hear this track. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's no, joyous. It's I love it. That's churching. It's yeah. in my car, too. Um, my favorite silly Christmas song is... I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Gala Peavy, what? <laughs> what? I love you listen it. to some weird shit. I love There's a classic Christmas. That's not weird shit. That is a classic Christmas. I've, I maintain, never, I've never heard of that in my life. I maintain it's both. You've it's never heard Christmas I want a hippopotamus for Christmas? Oh, never, never. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. It's so cute. It's love. Oh, it's my absurd God. and annoying, but it's really awesome. It's like yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> You're number one, Joe. This, I mean, it's, this is, I mean, like most Christmas songs, tons of people have covered this, but this one is just the sheer joy in it, and the energy is "Santa Claus is Coming to Town" by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Honorable mention for me. That just, just how much fun they sound like they're having, and just the playing back and forth is just. See, for me, so my, much fun. My favorite Springsteen Christmas song is his version of "Merry Christmas, Baby." My favorite version of "Santa Claus is Coming to Town" is Jackson Five. Uh, I love that yeah. one too, but better be good for goodness. I, I'll never, never get over that. That's always amazing. Yeah, and then it's how he's just like playing with all the different. Easter also, shout hours. out to the Pointer Sisters for doing their version, especially where it says "elephant boats" and it sounds like she's screaming "elephant balls." It does. <laughs> Listen for that the next time you hear yeah. it from the very special Christmas he album. He told from me 87. that, and I don't hear anything different. No, now. just elephant balls, like just and boisterous about it. Durwood, what's your number one? All right, so. Christmas is about many things. Elephant balls! <laughs> among others. Uh, also, it's about joy. It's about giving. But people often forget how sexy Christmas can be. And never is it more encapsulated than in this song, oh. Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. Yeah. That's the jam. That is the only one. Yeah. It's been, it, that one has a ton of covers, but. No, no, no. Nobody, Eartha Kitt. Nobody tops Eartha. You cannot touch Eartha Kitt on that song. I enjoy Madonna's version as well. Well, she has. Kylie Minogue also has a nice version, but yeah, Eartha Kitt. But Eartha Kitt is is of course the version. Thank yeah. you. Yes, nobody's disputing. All right, Anthony. Can't be tough. I think you and I have Cat, this... Catwoman trying to get on that jelly old dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I probably have the same number uh, one. We do actually. My number one is my favorite Christmas song of all time, and it has been done by a million people. 
Um, but my favorite version, um, Celine Dion's version mm. of Oh, oh Holy, Holy Night. Night. I don't think I've heard that, actually. Oh, it is it's, stunning. Yeah. Um, just and, and I've told this story before. Celine Dion, like, she's one of those people you don't think a lot of, and you're like, oh, she's a good singer, and you hear her songs. Like, when we saw her live oh. in Vegas years ago, we were in the front row, and I gotta tell you, I the vocal prowess on that woman, she threw down one of the most jaw-dropping displays of vocals I've ever seen in my life. Yep. And I have been I've respected her like crazy since then, and her version of A Holy Night is transcendent. Well, because there's a lot of times you hear people that are really great singers, and then you hear them live and you're like, eh. She sounds exactly like mm. her recordings. Mm. There was no difference. That's high praise. Yeah. yeah. No, she she did the damn thing and and that's my favorite. That's oh, yeah. that's Christmas for me. Oh Holy Night is also my favorite oh, by okay. Celine Dion. It's it it brings me to tears sometimes. I'll be listening to it and, and it really does get to me. That one's great. All right. Honorable mentions? You have to do it like at supersonic so, uh, speed. Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by the Partridge Family. What? Oh, it's funky. Santa's Packin' by R-Romance. Look it up. It's hilarious. I, I, I will have. I actually have a dishonorable mention. Oh. Neil Diamond has this al- a Christmas album, and he has this Rudolph song, and it's like this reggae-type thing. And when we were decorate, we, every year we had like this five-disc tur- turntable, and it it would rotate and for some reason that song kept coming on and my brother and I wanted to throw the stereo out of our house it was so horrible I fucking hate the song Marshmallow World and then um, also I just want to um, say this these are a few of my favorite things it's not a fucking Christmas song so <laughs> anyone that says it is can go fuck themselves um, I love the Carpenters Merry Christmas Darling that always takes me back to my youth uh, I always love uh, Wonderful Christmas Time by Wings. Suck my balls, haters. <laughs> Don't care. It's a classic. So Joey's coming over to suck your balls, I guess. Yes. Um, um, I will say also um, Christmas at Ground Zero by Weird Al. And <laughs> it's Christmas in Heaven from Monty Python's Meaning of Life. There's something stuck up in the chimney. Oh, All the right. Bob Rivers Christmas album. I fucking love that song. Twisted I am Christmas. Santa All right. Claus. We, we don't have, we're running short on time, so we're going to go over some uh, 2018 here. I got, I Oh, have, we're, we're done with Christmas? Yes. Okay. Was there something else? <laughs> I just wanted to do that one more time. Oh, it's and a I, I will closing. say something. It was not mentioned, and, um, and to be honest, the reason I did not mention it is because to me, this is not just a Christmas thing. This is an all year round thing. Is Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, oh, okay. true. Fair and enough. That was the sweater I have. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. But Fair I enough. I didn't make right. sure it got mentioned. 2018, folks. The year that would not end. Mm. Um, the year that would I not got. End. I took to the interwebs, and I have fun facts. I love those fun facts. I don't Let's know if they're facts, this. but it was a fact that I had fun looking I it don't up. Know. Who knows what's facts anymore? Okay, we're going to start with <laughs> Movies. We had some good ones. We highest, did. Highest grossing films of 2018 so far. We've still got a month left. Yeah. So we could have some things sneak up. We don't know what Creed 2 is going to do. Um, the number it's 10. Do. It's already out. I had never heard of this movie, Operation Red Sea. Apparently it was a Chinese action war film that no. made like a shit ton of money. So, but most of it is probably overseas. Yeah. 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 Uh, number nine was Ready Player One. Huh. Yeah, Still haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah. Me either. It was, I didn't, know, right. I didn't book, know it did that. I don't know. It, yeah, it was all right. right. It was okay. Uh, number eight was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Good movie. Enjoyed okay. it. Enjoyed I'm it. I'm surprised it was top ten. But okay. uh, number seven, Deadpool 2. 
Oh. Which I actually enjoyed more I, than the first yeah, one. Yeah, I prefer that to I, the first and one. And I can't wait to see the um, Once Upon a Deadpool is coming out. They're basically uh, doing for a... For the Christmas. Yeah, a Chris, basically it's a PG-13 Deadpool. Hmm. Weird. Uh, number six, Mission Impossible Fallout. Boring. Really? It was boring. I, I liked it, I but also it I think af- after I realized at pretty much except for the first one, after well, I enjoy the Mission Impossible movies while I'm watching them, and I think they're good. I don't remember what the fuck was going on. Yeah, no, I was I was Other bored during one. this movie, and they they went too far on the digital smoothing of Tom Cruise's face. And also, too, you know he's not gonna die. Like, there's no suspense in it whatsoever. But Although, I will watch Henry Cavill oh, all day, every hell, day. Yeah, he was looking good in that <laughs> film. Uh, number five, which shocked me because I didn't think it did this well, Venom. Which I actually enjoyed Venom. I didn't see it yet. But me either. It came out at the right time when there was not much yeah. out, so it just it, and it's still I in theaters. It. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, number four, The Incredibles two. Oh, great movie. It. I love that. Great it. movie. Number three was Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's good looking. I don't uh-huh. remember a whole lot about that movie. It was I just mean, remember Chris Pratt's good looking. Of course. Uh, number two was Black Panther. Yes. Number two. This is a bunch of bullshit. But we're talking worldwide, right? Yeah. This is worldwide. Number one was Avengers: Infinity War. Because no. also cause an dom- excellent movie. Domestic mm. Black Panther's number one. It's yep. like by like about like 13, 14k, but yeah. not much. But it's right there. Like they're they're neck and neck. Yeah. yeah. I think we've it's been documented. My love of Black Panther. I know. Uh, it, I love the, that movie. Yeah. The it's, highlight of 2018. It's still my number one movie of the year. Although Infinity Wars was really good. Infinity it, it Wars was, was good. it was really good. Um, the box office bombs. <laughs> uh, a Wrinkle in Time. I liked that movie. You know, really? it was it, it was very pretty to look at, and I really enjoyed the omnipotent Oprah. Yeah, was, it, it, it seems like Oprah is kind of like box office poison, though. I know. She hasn't had a success I think, in I a think while. it's one of those things. I think probably one of the problems with it is being such, you know, a book that's been around forever. That, yeah, that's an old book. Yeah, and so it's one of those things. And actually, I had not read it until shortly before the movie came mm-hmm. out. For some reason, I missed it. But, Although, um, your daughter cracked me up because she told me she likes wrinkles and she likes time. She really wanted to see that movie. It was first published <laughs> in 1962. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, and I think that's the thing where it was like, it was so special effects heavy. Yeah. And, but not much. Oh, here's this, you know, 50-year-old yeah. book. Right. But all these special effects, but, you know, it's kind of one of the things you read when you're in, like, second grade. Um, I was kind of disappointed when I saw this on the bombs list because I actually had fun watching it was uh, the, the Predator. I actually had fun watching that movie. It was like... I didn't even know that got released. I remember, seeing, I remember seeing the trailer. Well, it's a Shane Black movie. Was, coming was there out, anything... But... Now, question, because uh, since Shane Black directed it, yeah. I didn't see it yet. Um, does it take place at Christmas? Does anyone get thrown out of a hotel room? Halloween. This feels pointed. <laughs> no, Shane Black. I mean, basically, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Lethal Weapon. Lethal but Weapon Two. I enjoyed it. I thought it was nice fun. You know, people got beat up. It was pretty fun. Um, the other one, which you and I saw, The Happy Time Murders. I just watched that. That I did not. It's like God, that movie sucks. So Ooh. there was a good movie in there. If well, they if, if they if they hadn't done that one, sure. If they, no, I think <laughs> I think had they done if they hadn't re- focused on. The over-the-top, over-gross jokes. And folks right. like, look, these are puppets saying dirty things. That's been done. We've seen the musical. It's been done before and better. And, yeah. and, but the whole puppet noir type detective thing could have been really good. 
had it not been trying to go for the gross out humor. They and went for sad, the low hanging fruit. And what saddened me, like Brian Henson did. Yeah, this. I like know. that's that's I was like, oh, and then I'm like, like oh, he that was sullied actually. the family name, and I'm just all like, this. what the fuck? And there were so many funny people in that movie, and it just wasn't wasted. Yeah. Um, moving to television. Uh, I didn't watch it. I know you did. We had the whole thing with Roseanne and yep. then going into the Connors. Yep. The Connors is much better than the rebooted Roseanne. Hmm. Uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, uh, in watching Roseanne, one of the things that I noticed, notwithstanding the whole controversy with Roseanne, is that honestly, she had lost her acting chops. Uh. Um, and it, it wasn't good. And the way they wrote Jackie was absurd because Roseanne hates liberals. Uh-oh. So she she was basically the buffoonery of the right wing's view of what feminist liberals are. Mm-hmm. Not only was it offensive, it was just fucking stupid. I see. Um, and what a waste of an incredible yeah. talent like Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf yeah. is brilliant. They have issues. completely redeemed that with the Connors. Okay. Like it's, I don't know who else is at the helm, but they are now writing Jackie like they used to. Mm. She's a real person again. And Sarah Gilbert and Lisey Gorenson are the best part of both shows. Like, mm. I, and I and I said this when Roseanne came out. I had almost wished that it was a spinoff about Darlene and her family. Oh, okay. Because there's a lot of solid. I mean, is it the fun? Is it as funny as the original Roseanne? No. Uh, it was just that was a better written series. But it is pretty good. Don't sleep on the Connors. Like, check it out. It is. It is really good because it, they they took the things worth saving. And improved upon them. Okay. Good to know. I may look into that. Uh, mm. We had some milestone episodes of television this year. Uh, Modern Family had their 200th episode. Wow. Oh. I'm so behind. I love that show. The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon had his 800th episode. Well, he's on every night. Yeah, I was going to say, what, I'm that's saying. three years, so three, four years. Um, General Hospital, 14,000th <laughs> episode. Wow. It, Suck it, Jimmy Fallon. Where do they show that? General it's on Hospital? ABC. Yeah. It's a soap opera. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's daytime. Like five. soap operas are still a thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the there pa- are still people that stay home during the day. The Power Rangers Weird. had their 25th anniversary. Huh. Uh, Big Brother, 700 episodes. Mm-hmm. I can't believe people still watch that. <laughs> Family Guy had uh, their 300th episode. I hmm. think they just forgot to cancel Family Guy. <laughs> For the fourth For this, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, WWE SmackDown. 1,000 1, episodes. episodes. I was going to say, yeah. isn't it like the longest running like weekly show now? It like, is not. WWE Raw Oh, is, Raw is Raw. Yeah. Sorry, Raw is uh, the one. And yeah. Blackish hit their 100th episode. Yes! A fine yeah. series. I love that show. I, yeah. I'm, I'm so behind on most shows. And but. I understand their 100th episode was a tribute to Prince. Oh, yes. That's yeah. nice. I got to check that out. Um, Unfortunately, shows that ended in 2018, uh, Ash versus versus the Evil Dead, which I I really enjoyed Ash versus the Evil Dead. I watched Dead. Like the first season and I stopped getting stars. I, so I, I, I thought it was funny. Uh, New Girl finally ended, apparently. There, there, there were actually... New Girl was better than I wanted it to be, actually. And I, I'll tell you what, there was... I was remarking at watching an episode of New Girl when there were two black guys who were not related that were separate characters talking to each other on a sitcom. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it and thinking, shit, this doesn't happen very often. Unless we're, like, on the WB. What, now, question. Was was one of them Damon Wayans Jr. and one of them was the replacement for Damon Wayans Jr. when he went to Happy Endings? Yes, okay. it absolutely but was. Then, but then when but Happy Endings closed ended, and yeah, he came and they back. they brought him back. Yeah, and they, they, they were two but black guys. Still- 
talking to each other and having a conversation nice. without buffoonery. I really enjoyed that. Hmm. Um, Once Upon a Time finally got the I watched that in a couple of years. I gotta be honest, I thought that show ended like years ago. <laughs> Most people wish that I, had. I was just gonna say, I know many people who wished it had. Okay, I don't know a lot of these songs, but I pulled up Billboard's Best Songs of 2018. I can guarantee you I haven't heard a one of them. Uh, Justin Timberlake, Say Something? Anyone? Well, I, I know that song. No. Well, you have to say if you know it. Uh, the Weeknd, Call Out My Name. I just kind of pulled mm. up things that I had heard of. Uh, Florence and the Machine, Hunger. Anyone? I didn't know that. I, didn't know. I uh, really should listen to the radio. Nicki Minaj, Chun Lin. Anyone? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardi B, Be Careful. Nope. She's still a thing. Apparently. John Mayer, New Light. Oh, good for him. Still getting work. Uh, Drake, God's Plan. Uh, no. Bruno Mars and Cardi B, Finesse. This is really sad, guys. Jesus Christ, we are fucking old. Janelle Monet, Make Me Feel. Yes. <laughs> Dirty Computer was one of the best albums of the year. I love Janelle Monet. Uh, Childish Gambino, This Is America. Uh, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. What a fucking yes. masterpiece. That yes, video yes, yes. is awesome. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Ariana Grande, uh, No Tears Left to Cry. So fucking over her. Drake, again, Nice for What. No, mm-hmm. and Cardi B featuring Bad Bunny and J Balvin. I like it. That was listed as the number one song of 2018. Holy shit! She yeah. had the number one song of 2017. Was, was Despacito last year? Or? Yeah, it was. Okay. And then, sad. I, I listed some of the deaths, and this isn't everyone because I'm gonna tell you right now, it was really sad looking up all the people that died in 2018. I just, just want to say, while we're still on music, not only was Dirty Computer one of the best albums of the year. And Vogue's Electric Cafe was also one of the best albums. Uh, of agreed. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Rona, Rona Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, so Do I know who your favorite Hobbit is? So again, <laughs> this isn't this isn't all of the deaths. This is just the ones that I knew. Um, <laughs> Harry Anderson. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're not we're not doing the applause. No. no oh, okay. No. That's you, you're doing it all. Okay. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Milos Forman. Hmm. Yeah. I know. I love his work. Except for her. But. Uh, <laughs> let it go, Aretha Franklin. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. We, I'm bumming you out. We lost the greatest of all time. Uh, that's that's Stephen all I have to Hawking. say on that. Yeah. Tab Hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Margot Kidder. Oh. Robin Leach. Yeah. Uh, recently, Stan Lee. Yeah. That hurt. Uh, John Mahoney. Oh, and did something when... Did you get that gut punch in a movie that came out recently? Yes. The unexpected mm-hmm. gut punch that, yeah, I don't want to. Um, John Mahoney. No. Oh. Charlotte Ray. Oh, oh Mrs. Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> Burt Talk Ren- about harmonies. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, I forgot Neil Simon. He oh, yeah. Vern yeah. uh, Troyer. Yeah. Uh, and Jerry Van Dyke. Oh. Now, again, there were many, many more, but uh, those are the ones that I pulled out rather quickly when I was Who putting was stuff together. I I, <laughs> I did not pull that, Joe. I'm sorry. You'll have to wait till next year to see okay. who's going to make that list. Let me check my phone. I may know of a couple. <laughs> well, thanks for bumming us out. I know, right? I should have done the deaths first, but that seemed wrong, too. You just can't, like, slap that into the middle with things. Are we just going to end on that? Well, no. Is there anything else you want to mention about 2018? Black Panther is the greatest movie of all time. Uh, I really uh, am glad I made the decision to become an AMC A-list patron. Oh, yeah, AMC A-list. That's the way to go. Um, The House of Pop Culture made its return, which was awesome. I Uh, moved into a new place, and that place is sweet as fuck. You got to get a Christmas tree, man. Where am I going to put it? My place is, it's not expensive. You get a little one. 
We're going to get you a Christmas tree. You got to have a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Don't, hey, wait. That's like giving me a pet that I have to take care of. And not a real tree. No. You got to fake shit. Although, speaking of Christmas, how do we feel? See, I'm a fake tree person. I like the I like the fake trees. I no. don't like to deal with the real trees. Real or nothing. Really? And that's why I have nothing. Unfortunately, I don't have the option of having a real tree where I live. That's so. because he lives with me, and I have a tree, and it's yeah. beautiful. and has all my gorgeous little ornaments on I, it. I like real trees, but, I mean, for probably the last 20, 25 years, I've more or less have always had some sort of fake tree because... When I lived with my parents, it was just go in a box and go up in the garage. And now we have... You had to be in a box for Christmas? (laughs) Yeah. They opened me up and I was a present. Joe in a box. Um... Few other things about Christmas. We'll, we'll go back to, to lighten it up a We're bit. We're backtracking. Yeah, well, you know, to lighten We're it up. We're fighting death with Christmas. Uh, how do we feel about fruitcake? We don't. It's an abomination. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean. <laughs> I saw the Alton Brown episode of Good Eats where he was, he was, you know, talk, I mean, actually they were all the Alton Brown episode, but uh, I saw the episode of Good Eats where he made proper fruitcake. Right. And apparently it looks like it's not disgusting. It's supposed to be good. I still have no desire to eat it, but from what I understand, real fruitcake is actually really That's delicious. That's an honorable mention on my viewing for Christmas. I love Christmas cooking shows. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's like, a good call. I, yeah. Especially I the competition making ones. Christmas cookies. Yes. yes. I sure do love them Christmas it's cookies, such a good sugar. Song. <laughs> Y'all are weird. It's good. Um, everyone likes Christmas cookies. I like cookies. And if I'm eating them around Christmas time, that makes them extra special. <laughs> We're getting you a Christmas tree. I, with the, <laughs> I'm fine with my all-black last uh, supper. I think I'm all right. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Have you got that out? Uh, it's about to be put out, actually. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, that's all I got. Anthony? All right. Well, uh, I guess I guess that sums everything up. And uh, I want to take this opportunity right now to thank everyone who has supported the return of the House of Pop thank Culture. Thank you, thank you, thank um, you, thank especially you. Especially our patrons on Patreon. We, we took a chance this year in launching that campaign, and we want to thank everybody. Uh, this show is now entirely patron-supported, so we want to thank you guys so, mm, you so, so, so much, much. Tell your friends. For being there for us. And we also want to thank everybody else that was checking out our shows and uh, and 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 spreading the word, and we want to thank all of our guests this season: Matthew Starkey, Amy Burner, uh, Katie O'Keefe, Rona Bennett, everybody that was on. I'm sorry if I forgot anybody. Uh, Nicole Reese, <laughs> uh, who came on this season, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and uh, so thank you. And we you, are honey. definitely going to continue this in the new year. Yeah, and we would love to hear your show ideas, and we would love to hear your feedback. You can get at us on our Facebook page for the House of Pop Culture, or you can get a dose of our funny every day at the House of Pop Culture on Twitter at, at Pop Culture House, or you can follow me personally, Anthony Donovan at Daboy D A B O Y. I'm at Reggie Swing. I'm Prisoner Two Four Six Obi One. Or you can email us at. The House of Pop Culture at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. We want to thank cool. everybody at the Community Center in Hillcrest and sound engineer Joey. We Yay! love you all very much. And we will see you in the new year. Thank you, patrons. Ooh, we, we, should have, 